We make buying decisions because we've been influenced by someone or something. And these days, influencer marketing is high art or maybe high science. That's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, we're going to talk about influencer marketing. And we are going to talk about this subject with the author of Winfluence, Jason Falls. He's a digital marketing thought leader. He's an influencer, an author, a speaker, and a podcaster, and an all-around great guy. Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks, Lorraine. I appreciate that. It's always fun to have you here. It's always fun to hang out and chat. And today, I really want to dive into this subject of influence marketing and approach it from the perspective first of what do brands get wrong? And then we'll talk about what they get right. Sounds good. Uh, Well, I I love the way you framed the question because you said influence marketing instead of influencer marketing, which is kind of the whole underlying theme of, of, of my book and my podcast and everything I talk about, because I think that's the underlying theme of what brands get wrong. They think of it in terms of the influencer. And, and when you think of an influencer or influencer marketing with the R, you think of, uh, you know, superficial peace sign, duck lips, you know, people on Instagram and TikTok, and, you know, it's all entertainment and fun, but there's really no substance to it. And if you actually take the R off and focus on what you're trying to achieve, not who you're trying to connect with, uh, you're trying to achieve influence. You're trying to persuade an audience to take action. Now, all of a sudden, from a marketing perspective, you look at it in a much more holistic way. You're not so you know glued to Instagram or YouTube or TikTok. You realize, wow, I can use offline people to influence an audience to take action too, and that's kind of where I you know sort of come from in my influence marketing strategy. Is we're trying to influence the audience, and we can do it in a lot of different ways. That perspective is, in a way, it's very old school because in in a, you know you go back. And yes, there was a time before social media that when you wanted to do marketing, you looked at sort of this whole spectrum of how were you going to move the needle? How were you going to get somebody to start a conversation and buy from you? And we've layered on top of it all of this influence stuff. So I'm a brand. I get that I need to start with a perspective of influence, not influencer. What's my next step? I want to influence people to buy from me. Well, your next step then, once you understand what your goal is to influence people to buy from you, so that's your goal. It's identifying and knowing knowing and understanding your audience really, really well and extending your knowledge of that audience to understand who influences them. And so in some instances, it might be that the key influencer is family and friends. So now you've got to figure out a way to get to their family and friends. It could be that the people who influence them are traditional media channels. So if your target audience, their demographics or whatnot, you know, lead lead themselves to more traditional uh, media channels, then you're going to leverage those channels. If they are younger generation in general, but also, you know, us middle-aged and even older folks, um, uh, if they're spending a lot of time online um, and 
they're spending a lot of time focused on certain niches or certain industries or certain th- topics online, there are going to be online influencers uh, that emerge in that. So that's where that that comes in as well. I like to tell people if your goal is to uh, get people to buy your product and your target audience is uh, soccer moms and you are in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, then your best influencers might not be anybody on Instagram or TikTok. It might be the president of the local PTA, right? Or it, it might be um, the the baristas at a local coffee shop. There's lots of different ways to get to that audience with a message from someone that they trust. And so you've got to stop thinking about it in terms of the internet and in terms of Instagram. You've got to start thinking about it in terms of, all right, I know what my goal is. I know my audience. Who influences them? And it could be that you're going to use some online influencers, but you're also going to use some offline influencers because ultimately your goal is not to use influencers. Your goal is to influence. So a lot of times what I'm hearing you say is, shy away from the celebrities or don't start with the celebrities, start with a campaign that reaches real people that is delivered by the person next door. So I, I want to talk to soccer moms. I don't know why I want to talk to soccer moms, but I decide (laughs) I want to talk to soccer moms. And I know that if I can get to the PTA, if I can get to their teachers and that audience, I'm going to have a shot. But how? How do I do that? Because it's not as easy as just looking for a directory of presidents of, of or maybe it is, finding presidents of the soccer league in every small town in Indiana. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, you, you you actually touched on it there. If if the presidents of the soccer leagues, if you can develop something for them, some value exchange where they get funding or they get assets or they get content or something like that, that makes them, you know, sort of appreciate and partner with your brand. And in exchange, you ask them, okay, we need your help communicating to the parents in your soccer leagues about this new program or this new training, you know, method or these new sneakers or whatever is. And so that might actually be the way to go about it. There's a really good word of mouth marketing case study that was executed actually in the state of Ohio by a company called Fizz, which is a really good word of mouth agency. And um, they were trying, they were basically hired by the local dairy board in Ohio to drive and, and, and do something to create word of mouth and influence around drinking milk uh, because the dairy farmers wanted to you know, keep selling more milk. And so long and a long story short, they identified the uh, the need for uh, communicating the benefit of drinking milk beyond your adolescent years. Um, And so drinking milk as a teenager on into adulthood. And it just so happens that chocolate milk has some regenerative values after workouts. And so they identified their target influencers with this campaign to be high school football and basketball coaches. And so they basically took a message through the coaches association and using some professional and college athletes to go into schools and talk about working out and how you recover from workouts and things like that. And chocolate milk was kind of the delivery mechanism that they recommended. And I think milk increase sales increased like 400 and some odd percent in the following couple of years. So again, it's really about identifying who are those people who are ultimately going to be able to talk to your audience and finding a way to partner with and value exchange with them. So to do this right, 
what I'm hearing you say is you really have to work back the chain. No, number one, you got to know who your customer is. You got to know what's important to them. You got to know who influences them. And then you have to know what's important to that person. And in many instances, depending on the complexity of your product, this could be a multi-step process. And if you're serious about it, it sounds like you might need a little help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's lots of, of steps in there that, that you have to take. And certainly based on your resources of either, you know, uh, you know, fiscal resources or human resources, you may need some help. The good news is uh, a lot of times you are going to find that online influencers are uh, a way to do that for you. There's lots of influencer marketing tools out there that you can go in and say, I want to find people who are influential in Indianapolis, Indiana, or Lansing, Michigan about education that are in this you know age range. And those tools can help you filter down a list of people that you can then reach out to. Uh, there are also influencer marketing consultants out there on a, that work on a one-on-one basis, just like PR consultants. And then there are you know managed services. There are software companies that have managed services. And there are agencies or ad agencies like the one where I work in Kentucky called Cornette, who also offer influence marketing as part of a, you know, a bigger package of services. So there's plenty of people out there to help you. It's just a matter of understanding uh, what resources you need uh, from a work perspective and then what resources you're going to need from a financial perspective to have bring those along. Awesome. So as, uh, as we're kind of wrapping up and running out of time, if there's one last thing you want to leave people with, one thought or idea about the power of influencer marketing or the perils, your choice, <laughs> what would you leave them with? Well, I think when you look at the research around what impacts consumer buying decisions outside of their own experience with a product uh, and the recommendation of family and friends, once you get beyond that, like the next three things are expert reviews, online influencers, opinions, and things of that nature. So this is not just a uh, an area where businesses and brands need to play. It's a very, it's an imperative place where businesses and brands need to play. And when you really think about it, because we're not talking about something new, as you mentioned earlier, we're talking about, this has been around for a long time. We've all been doing it in different ways. It's just a matter of framing it in today's marketplace where we've got such a fractured landscape of information flying at people. The signal from the noise these days is more often not a media outlet. It's not a company. It's normally an individual influential person online, someone who has built up trust in their audience because they create great content. So identifying those people for your audience and, and, and your brand and then partnering with them, I would recommend over a long term, 6, 12, 18, 24 months to collaborate, develop content together and really partner with them to help you create good creative that they can use on their channels, but that also you can use on your channels. Now you're starting to look at it more strategically. Awesome. Jason, this was great. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love being able to sit and talk with you and, and thank you so much for spreading the good word. <laughs> Well, we're going to have links both to jasonfalls.com where they can read your blog posts. And, and I really want to encourage anyone who's listening, if you think influence marketing is something that you need to explore, you really need to subscribe to the Winfluence podcast to learn more. Thanks again, Jason. Thank you. 
If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to check out digitaltoolbox.club. Look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.